And I'm Megan, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and I love running. (laughs) I had a really great run this morning. I'm so excited to talk about it. But before we get to that, how are you doing, Megan? I'm okay. I really want spring or maybe summer to come at this point in Michigan. I'm really sad about our weather. We had a nice very windy 50 degree day yesterday Mm -hmm. and then we got rain overnight and it's down to mid 30s snow here and there feels like (laughs) 25 out with wind and I'm just ready for consistently above feels like freezing temperatures yeah I don't blame you that's awful (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I, I can relate a little bit we've had um we did get a little bit of snow the other day, but it didn't accumulate at all, and it got warm again up to, like, 40s and 50s. And But it has been windy here, and that does make it feel colder. And it was definitely below freezing when I went out this morning. There was frost on my car. So I was like, eh. But it warmed up quickly. When I went out for my run, I um, got warm and had to take my fleece off. So, meh, I'm okay with it. It feels like spring here for the most part. Sounds like it's a little worse where you are. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. I think it'll get better. It would really help if we could get, I don't know, the rain or the wind or whatever mm. on track. Yeah. Because it really is the wind that makes it feel so much colder. Yeah, agreed. It's making it difficult for me to bike. I feel like with running... As long as I don't go out when it's like, you know, like 20 miles per hour, then I'm fine. But yeah. with biking, it just feels so much colder. So I, I haven't been able to bike as much as I want to. I mean, of course, we have a spin bike inside, but no one wants to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> What about your trainer? I don't have that here. Okay. So I just been doing the spin bike and going like using my regular bike for rides. I don't really love the trainer anyway because there's more resistance on that than there is on the spin bike. On the spin bike, I can just keep it easy. On the trainer, it's like, ah, where'd that hill come from? I thought I was inside. (laughs) But yeah, spring is, I don't know, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, I'm okay with it for the most part here, but that's because I do not want it to be summer. (laughs) So I'm trying to be grateful that it's not hot and it's not super snowy, if that makes sense. So right now is probably the best I'm going to get in terms of <laughs> running weather. But speaking of running, are you ready to move along and talk about our training? Yes. Okay. Megan, how has your running been going? I see you've been posting some runs to Strava. Well, I did my five days of running again. Sweet. So good that's like three weeks in a row now or something four weeks I don't know where I've missed one run total right so I'm counting it as a win so we recorded Tuesday morning so I ran just I had 11 minutes each Tuesday and Wednesday Tuesday night there was snow on the ground had accumulated Ooh. yes only in grassy areas luckily but I um, still had that. I also got new shoes on Tuesday. I just redid my Brooks 
launch six because they're now the old model. So they're on sale. And I was like, okay. Nice. I was actually um, browsing online today for running shoes because I'm like, I had a good run. I deserve something pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly. I found um, navy and pink. I was like, yes, these are very pretty. Nice. Um, And then I also ordered a pair of ultras to try out because they have a wider toe box. Which ones did you get? Um, They're the Cayenta, which is like zero drop. I was trying to find something similar to my Pure Flows. I used to run in yeah like where it was zero drop closer to the ground less cushioning because I think that's partly why my calves have been so tight because when I moved to the brooks I'm like in 10 millimeter drop now or something Mm. I'm definitely not in my zero drop that I prefer but they haven't made any good zero drop shoes besides ultra lately Mm. so yeah the um the ultras look really awesome. Actually, when I went with my client to get her fitted for running shoes, she got a pair of ultras and I was like super jealous. So um, I've been thinking about doing those myself, but where I can't like go into a running store and try them on, I'm like, I'm just going to get my freeze again until I can actually try on a pair. I'm really nervous about just ordering something without because my my feet swell like sometimes I wear an eight and a half and sometimes I wear a nine so I don't want to order the wrong size yeah that's partly why I just did Amazon because it's really easy to return them and they were on sale because these again are last year's model yeah so I was like well if nothing else I can just return them and it'll be okay if they don't work out yeah so did you run in them yet no, they get delivered Thursday. Oh. Amazon Prime is on like a significant delay from yeah. my normal two days to over a week. So I'm just trying to uh, make it through, <laughs> wait until I get there. But so next week, we'll know what my ultras are like. Nice. So I did that by Wednesday's run. All the snow was completely gone. There was, you couldn't even tell except in like some corners by trees and stuff where it was just ice at that point. And then Thursday, I had, I think it, it must have been like 37 minutes, 38 minutes. It was windy is all I know. It was chilly and windy. Mm-hmm. We've had like a week straight of wind Yeah, same. every day. So every time I go out to run, it's just cold. And then... Saturday we did this must be Saturday it was the 17th maybe that was Friday Friday it what I like to call snained all day a mixture of snow and rain mm-hmm. that weird sometimes it's raining sometimes it's snowing it's gross all day I did that it actually ended up being nicer at the end of the day so I was kind of glad I waited to do it and then I had a friend let me borrow a bike trainer and I tried that on Saturday for a mile. How'd you like that? I shouldn't <laughs> have gone so long without biking. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's probably been since October mm-hmm. when I last really biked. And I was feeling just the one mile that I did in like four minutes in my sit bones already. I was like, what is this? This is not... No. No. But it'll only take you a few rides to get past that feeling, though. Yeah, and I didn't do bike shorts or anything. I just did regular leggings, which I know 
impacted it too. Mm. And then Sunday I ran for 66 minutes. I didn't even know there were all these PRs. Um, (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I was like, it's only my second time running it. So that's why I get them all on this Oh, the Strava segments. Yeah. And everything. I did not PR that run. I took it easy. Um, It averaged about 1130. It was windy. I wanted it to be warmer than it was. So I dressed like it was a little bit warmer and Towards the end of my run, I was fine, but I know the first mile, mile and a half, I was chilly mm-hmm. because of the wind. I was wearing long sleeves and shorts for like 54 mm-hmm. and sun, but the wind was like 16 miles an hour. So every time it blew, it was just cold. Yeah. And I kept waiting. If it hadn't been windy, I would have been fine for sure. But just every time the wind came through, um, I did that around the lake. It was nice. I know I made in my Strava notes, I asked why I always choose the hilly routes when I need to run longer. I'm sure I'm gaining fitness that way, but it makes me feel like, wow, this is really hard. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is because this is like triple your normal elevation. Yep. I try to do like every other weekend, I'll do like a long run on a hillier route. And then, mm-hmm. like, my longer, because I alternate between, like, 10 and 16 every weekend. So, like, my 10-milers will be hillier, and then my 16s will be flat. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my next longer run will be not around that route. <laughs> Plus, there were a ton of people there, and I was still like, can we move over, please, y'all? And I didn't want to run wear my mask because I knew it was gonna cause me issues breathing Mm -hmm. and especially on a long run it's just hard to breathe through the mask is all I find um wearing a buff is better for breathability like and I feel like I'm still getting some protection that way wearing a buff up over my nose yeah I'll probably do that for today just because one it's gonna be cold enough for a buff anyway Mm. so yeah I felt really good about running it was nice to get out there and do almost six miles and run for over an hour it's been a while since I've done that maintaining a lot of my easy runs while I build mileage slash maintain I've done 12 miles the first week of April I did 12 miles and then I did 12 miles the second week I did 13 miles last week and I'll do 13 miles this week so it looks like I'm on two weeks in a row and nice. then, um, yeah. So what do you have for runs this week? I have, today I've got 19 minutes. And then tomorrow is 11 minutes. So 19 minutes is just over a mile and a half for me. And these are easy runs? Yeah, they're all easy runs. Thursday, I will do my six-minute assessment run, which I like a lot better than distance. Because it's just run as far as you can for six minutes. Mm-hmm which I feel like I can push myself because I know when it's ending versus, okay, you have two miles, go as hard as you can for two miles, which for me is a lot harder because me running faster does not make it end faster. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're stuck going for two miles, no matter how fast you run. Hmm. So it's like more draining in like a physical way, but there's some warm up minutes and stuff around that. So I will end up getting four and a half 
four and three quarters miles. And then Saturday will be a 30 minute run and Sunday will be 36 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be just about 13 miles, which is nice. I don't mind. We get 60 degree weather on Friday. So I'm hoping that we go to that soon. It looks like if everything continues first week of May, I bump up to like 20 miles. So I'll have like, it'll be a significant increase, but it'll maintain just easy miles all the time. Right. So even though I'm bumping up mileage, it'll be easy, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I feel good about running. I do not necessarily feel good about there actually being a marathon to run in October at this point. (laughs) I am. It's still a long ways away. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. But it is definitely one of those things where I'm like, "Hmm, don't know what we're doing with this. You'll feel a lot better, like, when you're further along in your training and you're actually seeing, oh, wait, I can run long distances, you know, because right now you're doing, it's really got you doing multiple shorter runs, mm-hmm. you know, and as you build up that long run confidence again, it's you're going to feel better about it. Yeah, that's what I hope to do. And just right now, really building in the five days a week is really helping. And even if it's shorter runs, it's more consistency than I've had since my last marathon training cycle Mm. really that was the last time I was this consistent so yeah I'm excited I feel good I am ready to be unquarantined I think (laughs) I think we all are yeah let's do that let's be unquarantined (laughs) I'm feeling good about that (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready to be out in public with people yet but I'm ready to be I don't know not this Yeah, I am ready for the pandemic to be over and for everybody to be healthy and for it to be safe to be outside in public again. (laughs) Yes, all of those I want. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, great week of training, Megan. I'm super happy for you getting out there and being consistent and enjoying running and hopefully the wind improves for you. I know we've been dealing with that here and we've been trying to work around it, um, me and my roommate, because, you know, we're both getting out there and running regularly and it has been pretty windy. So you just got to find like the best time of day, which is usually first thing in the morning. So let's see, last we left off on Tuesday last week, I had my longest speed work intervals at half marathon pace, which was two by three miles at half marathon pace. So again, I've been trying to aim for half marathon effort and I don't know how I did at that. (laughs) I was kind of hoping I'd average around 9.55. The first three miles of that workout, I averaged 9.52. And then the second three miles of the workout, I averaged 9.33. So I was pretty happy with that. I definitely think that I was running it a little faster than I should have. Towards the end, I felt like I was running more like probably 10K effort than half marathon effort, but it felt easy. It felt good. And I was like, this feels good. I want to keep running fast. So I didn't rein myself in as much as I probably should have. But that whole seven mile workout, 
I averaged 954. So that was awesome because that was supposed to be my average pace for the <laughs> for just the workout part and not the recovery. There was a a mile recovery in there where I think I averaged like 10 something. So so that was really good. Wednesday was my rest day. So I just did two miles easy, nice and slow, averaging just under 12 minute miles. Thursday was nine miles at marathon pace. So it definitely felt easier than the week before. The week before I had done like the first five were easy and the last four were hard. This one, um, I definitely ran it easier but I ran it too fast again. <laughs> so yes. I was aiming for 1048 pace and I averaged 1031. I don't know, maybe maybe that's closer to what my actual marathon pace is, but I, I still feel like it was a little too hard for the effort, even though it felt easier because like I feel like marathon pace should be relatively easy. And the last mile, I probably felt harder than it should have. But I got it done, all nine miles, um, was happy about that. Strava calls it a massive relative effort, so <laughs> I don't know if it was as easy as it should have been. And then Friday was an easy run, and oh, here's a good sign. So my easy run on Friday, which I kept relatively easy, um, I kept dropping down into marathon pace. So that to me is a sign that, okay, my fitness is where I want it to be, where now I like marathon pace is starting to feel easy and I'm accidentally running marathon pace on easy runs. Um, so that was a good sign. Saturday was another easy run or longer run. So again, back to back long runs on the weekends was eight miles. I ran with um, my roommate and kind of stuck to her pace. And so it ended up being a much easier effort than I probably would have ran on my own, which is a good thing. And so that felt great, just averaged under 12 minute miles. And then my long run on Sunday, I did 10 miles. I did five with my roommate and then another five by myself afterward. And that felt great, averaged 11.43, felt pretty strong and kept it easy. That was good. Um, Yesterday, another easy run seven miles. This is um, peak marathon training this week. So last week was kind of a cutback week. This week is like the highest mileage week I'm going to have before I start tapering next week. So my easy run yesterday was seven miles, but it'll be my last easy run that's going to be that long in distance. And I called it recovery run, (laughs) which means that even though it was slow, it did not feel easy. Um, but that went well. And then today I did my three by two miles at half marathon pace. So this was a bit of a surprise for me. I started with a warm up mile running down to the track, which is about a mile from where I'm living and was going for half marathon effort again, hoping for around 955 but also not really writing myself in much and it felt easy and I was running like 930s but kept like dropping down <laughs> below 930s so my first two mile split 
was 927 pace. And then I jogged a half mile recovery. My second two mile split was 922 pace. Again, felt easy, (laughs) not out of breath at all. Um, And then another half mile recovery. And then my last two miles, at this point, I'm like looking at my watch and I'm like, I could run a 10K PR today if I don't hold back. And so I didn't really hold back on those last two miles. The last two miles, I averaged 8.55. And again, felt easy, except for like the last lap where I was like sprinting, basically. Um, I didn't run a 10K PR. So my 10K PR is 57 minutes and 44 seconds from five years ago. But today I ran a 10K in 58 minutes and four seconds. I was 19 seconds off of my 10K PR and it felt easy. So my average heart rate for this run was 148 beats per minute. If I was actually like trying to race a 10K, I definitely, definitely would have PR'd. Like for sure. If I wasn't like trying to like keep it half marathon effort for those first two sets, I definitely could have PR'd. Like looking at this, I ran seven miles, including my recovery today, I ran seven miles at 922 pace, which is like the pace I ran for my 202 half marathon for 13. My mind was blown. I'm like, I can run a, a two hour half this year, probably in the fall, but I can do it. Like I've, I'm at the fitness that I was at five years ago at my peak. Right now, like currently, I'm there. <laughs> so, and right now is like, this is peak marathon training. This isn't even post-marathon fitness. This isn't me tapered and recovered. This is me at the peak of my training. Like six weeks from now, I'm going to be even better. <laughs> so like, I'm on such a high today from this run. I'm so happy. I'm feeling great. Like my legs feel awesome. I don't feel like I'm in peak marathon. Like peak mileage. I ran 50 miles last week. This week's going to be 57. I'm just feeling good. I'm so happy. I've I've been on a high ever since I got back from my run today. It's not going away. Um, So plan for this week is Wednesday will be my rest day run, which will probably be a mile or two. And Thursday will be 10 miles at marathon pace. Friday will be six miles easy. Saturday will be six miles easy. And then Sunday will be my long run, my last long run. Um, So plan says 16 miles. That's what I'm planning on. If I feel good, I might tack on another couple of miles at the end just for that extra long run confidence going into taper. Because... A friend, a new friend of mine, reached out to me who was also planning on running Sugarloaf and said, hey, do you want to run a marathon with me that weekend? We'll just do two-mile loops around my neighborhood. And I said, okay. (laughs) So I am planning on running a marathon in four weeks. And I'm feeling good about that. Like, I probably won't try to PR it. I'm probably just going to try and run it easy if I can just so I can get that last boost of like marathon fitness from actually running the damn thing um but I know easily I will beat my last marathon time which was like 524 
I'd be shocked if I didn't come in under five. Like I would, I, I would be shocked, but, um, but I'm not going to have any expectations of that. I really just want to go out and do it just so that I can, um, run a marathon. Yeah. So, uh, I'm feeling good about that. I, uh, am super happy with my training. I love Hanson's Marathon Method. I love running on keto and being fat adapted. I have not been fueling for any of my runs in the past few weeks. And I almost ran a 10K. I was 20 seconds off of a 10K PR today with no fuel. <laughs> like, that blows my mind. Like, it felt so easy. So, um, yeah, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yes. So that's where I'm at. Um, anything else to add? I did a bike ride on Sunday because it was 60 degrees and sunny and it was wonderful. I biked 13 miles and felt amazing and I love biking outside and I just want more beautiful, warm, sunny days to bike. And But there'll be more of that after there'll be more of that after marathon training because I do have that long ride coming up in July. So, so we'll be spending more time on the bike, but, um, right now focusing on running. So that's where I'm at feeling good, super excited for running in general, for you to be running consistently, for me to be running consistently for all the PRs I'm going to break this year. And yeah, that's it. Are you ready to move along and do some Run A Girl recommends? Yes. Okay. So Megan, what is your Run A Girl recommend this week? My recommend this week is a book that I've been reading that I have been pacing myself on because otherwise I probably would have read it all in like the first two days. But I like it so much, I want to have more of it to read. And it's Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor. And it's a memoir, mostly. But it also talks about how she became a better runner by changing the way she thought about running. And becoming more positive and stuff Mm. with it. And then changing the way she approached racing. Did she say, like, specifically how she changed her approach to racing? Yeah, she talks about she did she goes through specific techniques too and she mentions a lot of books she read that helped her with the psychology and just her psychology but she mentioned some specific visualization exercises she did Mm. and then a lot of positivity and gratitude in her own personal life as well as running and how that helped her I guess put more into training it changed the way she approached training nice that's awesome that Sounds like exactly like what I try to do. So I feel like I would get a lot from this book. Yes. It made me think of you when I started reading it. (laughs) I was like, Sue would like this. So I'm going to send it to you when I'm done. I've got like a hundred more pages. I'll just mail it to you. Awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I looked for it on Hoopa and it wasn't on there. So a hard copy will have to do. But yeah, Dina Castor is like super inspiring. She's one of the people that they um, profiled in Spirit of the Marathon. I believe. Ooh, yeah. So she, reading her story is really interesting too, because she was just a naturally talented runner starting out in like middle school. She started out on track and she's just been good, but she relied a lot 
especially through high school and even college with people just telling her she was good and natural talent. And so she didn't know how to work for running Mm -hmm. and how to train or anything, how to get better. She just kind of depended on going out hard and always winning. So she didn't have like the mental fortitude a lot for losing or a race not going her way. I imagine when she started to like transition into becoming an elite runner, that's when all of that like mental training started to come into play more. Yeah, that's when it happened because she wasn't even sure after college if she was going to go what she was going to do. And she decided she wanted to do professional running and pursue it then. And really cool thing is that she's married to a massage therapist. That's one thing I remember from Spirit of the Marathon. Like she could just come home and have her husband like massage her every night. So no problem with (laughs) tight muscles and all that. (laughs) Their story is really cute. They went to like similar colleges and he's a couple years younger than her, like, uh, like four or five years. And so he was just graduating college when she'd been like pretty secure and being an elite runner and he was doing exercise science and he decided to add massage therapy too. And they'd been dating, I think a couple years and he lived at home with her parents while she was off training and went to massage school. <laughs> and then he was like, they talk at the Sydney Olympics. He like stayed in the Olympic village or not when they were doing the training for the trials, like he stayed with her mm-hmm. and would give her massages and stuff afterwards. I need to find myself one of those. <laughs> right? That's just <laughs> whenever awesome. you need it. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, great recommend. I'm super excited to read that. Let Your Mind Run by Dina Castor. My recommend is probably not something that's beneficial to runners. <laughs> um, so. We tend to recommend seltzers from time to time. This is a hard seltzer. So obviously, got to be careful about drinking too much alcohol because it can interfere with your training and recovery and sleep. But sometimes, you know, times are hard. It's nice to kick back with a drink at night. And um, I generally tend to prefer hard seltzers because A, they're not as alcoholic as wine and B they are generally low lower in carbs Um, and recently I discovered the truly hard lemonade and seltzer so I am a big fan of lemonade and when I saw this I was like all right I have to try it they come in black cans as opposed to the white cans it truly normally comes in and it's a mixture of lemonade hard lemonade and hard seltzer so delicious does not taste low carb. Like I was shocked when I drank it. A, how much better it tastes than regular hard seltzers, and B, like how little carbs it has because it tastes like it has more. <laughs> um, so definitely recommend the truly hard seltzers. I got the variety pack that comes with black cherry lemonade, original lemonade, mango lemonade, and strawberry lemonade. And they're all delicious. I generally let my roommate have the mango ones because I'm not a huge fan of mango, but even those taste pretty good. So if you like alcohol (laughs) and like to occasionally indulge and would like something that's lower carb or just plain delicious, definitely check out the Truly Hard Lemonade and Seltzer. 
again, not super beneficial to running, but highly recommended. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried these, Megan? I have tried a couple Trulies. I haven't tried that flavor. We tend to get White Claw here. I was trying to think, but I drink a lot more cider than anything else. Yeah. I like the cider, too. I like the cider a lot. It's just um, very carby. Yes, yeah, it's got a lot of sugars. I can't imagine you're drinking a ton of it Mm -mm. on keto. Well, if you see the Truly Hard Lemonades, I recommend checking it out because they are delicious. I'm going to look next time we're in the store looking for alcohol. That's been every time we go to the grocery store lately, we've been adding more alcohol to the list. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't work anymore and you don't have to worry about getting up and like being presentable. It's like, hmm. I guess I can start drinking earlier in the day now. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Quarantine's going to end soon, right? It has to. (laughs) Yes, it has to. It has to. All right. So, Megan, earlier this week, you sent me a message saying that you thought that we should add some new, like, book recommends to the podcast, like a book club or I forget how you um, phrased it. What did you have in mind for that? I was thinking, like, we could all read a book and, like, talk about it on the podcast, I don't know, weekly? Like, Mm -hmm. we could set pages, kind of like a book club, but choose a running book. And listeners can participate, too. And we can set up a discussion through the Facebook page or Strava. I just noticed that I really wanted to be talking to people about this book. Mm -hmm. But I do not have anybody in my current like available to talk to life who really cares about running books right they are like oh cool I'm glad you like that book and I'm (laughs) like no you don't get it it's so life-changing and yeah I love that idea I think it's awesome because you and I both like are really into reading books about running because we both like reading well I like more audiobooks I guess yeah but um But I love the idea of it. I think that I'll be interested to hear what the listeners have to say about it. So we would pick one book that we would be reading and then anybody else who's interested in reading it can like follow along and can send in feedback. I'm thinking it might be better if we did like once a month because... That way it will give people time to read the book so so that we're not like, because I can't, I probably wouldn't read a whole book in a week. Um, no, I meant like sections of the book, like a week, like a couple chapters or whatever. So like as we're going through it. Right. I'm just thinking like people would read at different paces. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, people might get spoiled, but yeah, well, I guess we could do it by chapters. I just feel like it would be easier to implement if it was not every week. Because like, what if I don't? Well, what if I don't run every week? <laughs> okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we might not all read at the same pace or digest a book at the same pace. Yeah, we could make the sections, like, shorter, too. Like, instead of it could be, like, 20 pages a week or something. So it's not, like, a lot. That would take us a while to get through the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's open it up to the listeners. And see how they feel about it. Guys, let us know what you think, how we could implement it, if you'd be interested, if you have any recommendations for books that we should read or that we should cover. Uh, 
after I, um, I don't know, like, here's the thing. So, like, I want to do this Let Your Mind Run with you because that's the one that you're reading now. But um, I'm not going to get it until after you're done with it. So, I know. That's what made me think about this. I was like, oh, I should have, like, told Sue about it beforehand. But I yeah. wasn't sure I was going to like it anyway. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is actually really good. Is there a running related book that you've read recently that I might have already read that we could talk about like next week or something? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, oh, this would help me like read more running books and have somebody to talk to them about. I have curated a list of like 10 books. Okay. That include things I think you would like so we can, I can send it to you. Okay. And you can choose okay, one, and we can put it up for the listeners and see which one they like, too. Okay, good idea. I like that. Um, so we'll table this for now, and we will post on the Strava Club and the Facebook page um, list of possible books and see what the listeners have to say. And hopefully we'll come to a consensus on what the first book will be that we'll pick moving forward. That's Yes. Good? Yeah. Awesome. I'm super excited for this. I think it's a great idea. I love books. I love running. I love reading books about running. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I was worried when I sent you that message because it was really late. I was like, I hope Sue turns like her sound off and I don't wake her up because it was like one or two in the morning and I was just up reading. So I was like, Oh no! I don't want this to <laughs> yeah, I didn't later. get it till the morning, so no okay, worries. <laughs> That's what I was hoping would happen, but I just had to send it to you because I didn't want to forget. Mm. And I was like, okay, I have this idea in my mind, and then I was worried that I would forget by the time the podcast came around to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I keep my phone on silent, so you can message me anytime, and I will not get it until I'm looking at my phone again. <laughs> Okay, okay, good. That's the way, that's the same way I am. Except I have notifications go to my watch for certain apps. Nice. All right, well, great idea. Looking forward to discussing books about running. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. So, Megan, who is our Runner Girl of the Week this week? Our Runner Girl of the Week is Liza Meal. And she ran five miles today. And I was super impressed because all of her splits for all five miles were within 10 seconds of each other. Wow. I know. I'm never that consistent with my miles or my pacing, I feel like. So I was just super impressed. And it was a good job. An awesome five-mile run. Yeah, that's awesome. Within you said within ten seconds of each other? Like the from the slowest to the fastest, there was only a ten second difference. Wow. And the rest were all within mostly it was like three to four seconds between each other. Yeah, it looks like ten forty six, ten forty four, ten fifty three, ten forty nine, and ten fifty one. So it's super consistent. Like, there's only, um, what is that, like, seven seconds differential between the slowest and the fastest mile? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, something like that, yeah. That's awesome. Great job, Liza. It looks like, oh, yeah, that's a super flat route. 
I'm sure that helps too. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Great work, Liza. You are our runner girl of the week. All right, don't forget to join the Runner Girls Club on Strava so that we can find your runs and you could be our next runner girl or guy of the week. And I think that's it for this week, unless you had anything else that you wanted to add, Megan? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. There's not much going on in the world of running right now, unfortunately. This past uh, Monday, yesterday, was... um. Patriots Day in New England, so it would have been Marathon Monday for the Boston Marathon, but that's been rescheduled for September, so there were a lot of people out running their own marathons yesterday, apparently, that's what Diane was telling me, but uh, yeah, it's that time of year for um, people to not run their marathons, (laughs) or to go out and do it on their own. Ann Arbor, Michigan, they did a boston marathon course really yes so they put signs up they made a course i'm gonna have to find it on facebook and send it to you but they put signs up with the different locations so like they were trying to replicate the route yes yes so it's like they had framingham and they had boylston in there and they put these signs up they even had like a sitgo sign which I guess is pretty iconic for somewhere on the course. (laughs) I haven't been to Boston to be able to know what these things are. I believe there's a big sicko sign at Fenway Park. Okay, so maybe it's like part of that. But they, and they drew these signs pretty much or had them printed and then posted them along the course and marked it and everything. That's so cool. I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. Mm. Okay, I'll send you the link. They did FOMO Solo Mini Boston Marathon finish. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the room that I'm recording in right now, there's a giant Boston Marathon poster on the wall that I'm like staring at as we're talking about the Boston Marathon. And I was looking at it before we started recording today and just thinking, yeah, I'm going to run that race someday. <laughs> yes. The real I- one. <laughs> yes. They have all these Boston signs. I'm going to send you, I'll tag you in it because it, they've got like Dunkin' Donuts and uh, like they put a box of donuts up there, like at one of the signs and they talk about how the Yankees still suck. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes. So it was just very Mm Boston-y. That's awesome. Well, I will be sure to include those in the show notes this week. So great job to everybody who um, attempted to run a Boston Marathon this week. All right. I think that's it for Runner Girls this week. Um, Yeah. How do I close the show? Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Oh, we didn't talk about going outside to run. What? Right? Isn't that what we do? We talk about how we're going to go outside and run. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) let's try this again, because that was a terrible closing anyway. So even though neither of us is running the Boston Marathon this week, Megan, what are we going to go and do this week? Go outside and run? Yes, let's do that. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. 
If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.